Sometimes acclaimed movies fall from memory. Today I'm talking about Born on the Fourth of July. This is Scott's Up Indulgent Movie Podcast. Movie friends, welcome to Scott's Self Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about um, starting off a new series of episodes, which I'm calling Forgotten Oscars. And these are movies which got either nominated or won Oscars that kind of faded from the public eye or haven't really captured the imagination or at least sustained it over the years. And sometimes, you know, I find it interesting to kind of delve into why, because uh, there's always some movies that stick around no matter what, and then there's some that just don't. And this is one of them. I think it's kind of stuck in the middle where it's kind of known, but not really. So without further ado, let's get started. So welcome to the new segment called Forgotten Oscars, where we tackle old Oscar nominees and winners that made a giant impression at the time and somehow fell into relative obscurity in the following years. That's not to say the movies we'll be covering or bad or deserved their also-ran fate, but rather a reminder that temporary Oscar glory can fade away rather quickly. Which brings us to the oddest pairing you can imagine nowadays, Tom Cruise and Oliver Stone in the 1989 adaptation of Vietnam veteran Ron Kovic's memoir, Born on the Fourth of July. So before we get to the setup, let's get into the Oscar stats. So the Oscar stats for Born on the Fourth of July are eight nominations in the 1990 Oscars for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, Best Original Score, and Best Sound. And two wins, one for Best Director for Oliver Stone and for Best Film Editing. Okay, so on to the movie. So what is the setup? The movie follows Ron Kovic, played by Tom Cruise, a deeply patriotic young man who, as the title says, was born on the 4th of July. After being inspired by the president and military recruiters at his school, Kovic decides to lean in further to his patriotic impulses and join the Marines. But by 1967, everything has gone to hell. Kovic is experiencing the horrors of Vietnam up close and receives a life-altering wound. So can Ron find purpose and happiness as he tries to recover from the horrors of the war? So why was it a big deal at the time? The mid to late 80s was a big time for Vietnam War movies. While there had been a handful of successful movies about the war, namely The Deer Hunter, Coming Home, and Apocalypse Now, they mostly dealt with the general horrors of war and how it shaped and affected the young man who fought in it. But that started to change thanks to another Oliver Stone movie, 1986's Platoon. While previous films hinted at the horrors of the Vietnam War, Platoon seemingly ripped off the band-aid and presented the gritty ground fight, fighting in all its misery and the animalistic elements it brought out in the men who fought. It felt like you could finally cover Vietnam and its futility and horrors on screen. A year after Platoon's Best Picture win, there were multiple critically acclaimed movies about the topic, including Good Morning Vietnam, Hamburger Hill, and Full Metal Jacket. It's no accident that the majority of Vietnam War movies were all produced in a five-year window around Platoon. This is also the movie that made Tom Cruise a serious actor. 
It might be easy to forget, thanks in part to his commitment to performing his own stunts for the past two decades, but Tom Cruise is generally considered a talented actor outside of his tolerance for G-Force and flying stuff. He's been nominated for an Oscar three times and has given excellent complex performances and even crushed cameo roles, see Tropic Thunder. But that wasn't the case in 1989. Before Born on the 4th of July, Cruise was typecast as a young, highly capable hotshot in almost everything. People knew him as the flying ace of Top Gun, the fun bartender in Cocktail, the guy who danced in his underwear in Risky Business, or the sneaky brother in Rain Man. Not someone you'd expect to carry an intense biopic about a Vietnam veteran. Born on the 4th of July changed that. For the first time, audiences and critics seemed to agree that Cruz was capable of being more than charming. He was willing to make himself look disheveled and ugly and could dive into the deeper pain in a character like this. And I have to admit that this is one of his best screen performance performances. He's always committed, but the movie asks him to be angry, enthusiastic, despondent, and often furious from the confines of a wheelchair, and he does it very well. So is it worth your while? I would say yes. Born on the Fourth of July is one of the most complete Vietnam War movies. Almost every other Vietnam movie focused uh, before this focused on one aspect on the war, or stayed in one place. Hal Ashby's Coming Home covered, well, coming home, but it didn't dive into the nitty-gritty of combat or the awful aftermath of being wounded in detail. Here, there is a complete arc, as Ron goes from a gung-ho patriot into a vehement anti-war voice and all of the messiness in between. If anything, this film does an excellent job of demonstrating how war physically and mentally scars our soldiers, and how poorly they're treated when they come back. Their medical facilities are underfunded and gross. Their own family may treat them as a failure, as if a single soldier is responsible for a war's outcome. It makes the shift towards drugs and sex workers make a lot of sense. And the Academy Award-winning winning editing does a phenomenal job of putting us in Ron's headspace, whether he's in combat or experiencing flashbacks in real time. You feel and see what Ron feels and sees. So why is it lesser known? If you want a reason why you haven't heard of this movie, at least compared to other movies like other Vietnam movies like Full Metal Jacket or the aforementioned Platoon, I have two. The first is that Born on the Fourth of July is always going to be stuck in Platoon's shadow. I think they're both good movies for similar reasons, but if I had to pick one, it would be Platoon. And pretty much every Vietnam movie is in the shadow of other great movies like v Full Metal Jacket, The Deer Hunter, and Apocalypse Now. So what's so different about them? Well, they all have memorable elements or visuals. As good as the movie is in whole, Born on the Fourth of July doesn't have that standout scene or moment that'll stick in your head forever. Whereas Willem Dafoe's hands to the heavens from Platoon, the Russian roulette scene from The Deer Hunter, or the entire first half of Full Metal Jacket are etched into my brain for forever. All of these other movies have something so distinctive in look and setup that it's nigh impossible to forget them. Most of what I remember from Born on the Fourth of July is all a vibe or a general feel for certain scenes. It's effective, but lacks that one image or moment to punch through everything. That doesn't mean Born on the Fourth of July is a bad movie. Obviously, I don't think it is. But it is a perfect example of why film language is so important. Not just in the moment, but also for your film's longevity. 
This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.